All right, let's head out to Calgary. Leafs Flames tonight on TSN 4. Here's our TSN hockey analyst, Mike Johnson, joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. What's happening, Johnny? What's going on, boys? Yes, here in Calgary for a short stop, and it's amazing how this is a big game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a really big game for Calgary, given where they are in the standings, how they've been struggling, um, the goaltending, all the obvious reasons we know. And it's not a big game for safe for Toronto, but after last night's performance, it feels sort of important that they respond well, especially when there's been so much sort of excitement and anticipation to what the new roster might look like and then to kind of go out against Edmonton. And just, it's not the end of the world. They play bad. We, we, it happens all the time. <laughs> many, many games I played terribly in, but it feels like even though back-to-back is tough, um, you're going to want to get a much cleaner effort out of the Leafs. What did you think? Like, what what happened last night, Johnny? Is that positive stress where just so much stuff is going on and you're a little bit overwhelmed? Three days off, a bunch of new guys. It was like it was. That was ugly. Yeah, they got smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I sat there watching the first period, though, and I'm like, having dinner, and just like, I'm like, when was the last time the Leafs got like waxed, really beat badly? Because they don't, you know, even when they lose, they're in the game, right? They find a way to make plays, play relatively 50-50. They don't get outplayed to the same degree. And they did last night, badly. And I think you just mentioned all the obvious reasons. You know, sometimes it's just the rub of the schedule. Like, you know, you have off nights, it happens. Uh, I think three days in Seattle, the old Bruce Springsteen concert, um, the emotional upheaval of what might, have happen- might be happening, what has happened, watching some friends leave, watching some new guys come in, trying to figure out who's playing with who and everything else. And, it, and, and a really good team, right? At, like Edmonton, when they're on their best game, you know, when Conor McDavid starts flying around, there's like not a lot anybody can do to stop him. Uh, but yeah, they looked, they looked not good. And I think maybe it's a testament, oh, to the top players in Toronto because very rarely are they not good. Like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, I guess you throw O'Reilly in there, whatever. Like those guys are there almost every night. They, they do play really quite well almost every night. But last night... I mean, maybe Miss Marner had a decent night, but other than that, not a lot from those best guys. They all sort of had a bad night, which makes this night a bit more interesting in Calgary. We got to stop using that Bruce Springsteen concert no as a crutch like, for this can team. Can you imagine like, back in the come days? On. Saying, oh, we're at a Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> Two days ago. Like, I've seen guys put on clinics, performances, and then play, like, I don't know, 12 hours later? Like, that stuff has gone down, man. I've seen gong shows before an afternoon game. <laughs> <laughs> So We're, don't talk to me about Bruce Springsteen. We can't, we can't do the Bruce era, concert anymore. But new like the, the new well, guys. I'm just saying, guys, I think it, it adds to the sort of rhythm and focus of the schedule. Right. right? It's unusual to spend two days in Seattle, not whether they go out or not. I don't care if they're at a concert. Bruce Springsteen is 75 years old. I don't think they're like <laughs> raving the night away. Like I think they're right. listening to his music. But it speaks to just kind of like, you know, they had a couple days to not really be dialed into hockey. And they played like they weren't really dialed into the hockey. And so, Johnny, like, it's the first game for the new guys. There's a lot of moving parts. There's going to be a lot of tinkering happening. What did you see out of the new guys? Was there anything you liked? Was there anything you disliked about their game? I know it's only one game, but you can see some tendencies, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, Jake McCabe was okay. Like, he, I, think he, I think people who think of Jake McCabe as being solely some sort of physical banger, like, he can make plays with the puck. He can jump up in the ice. He likes to try to create offense as well. And I thought in very brief spurts, he showed elements of that, which may, might be an eye-opener to some, some people for Jake McCabe. Um, 
Sam Lafferty in very limited minutes. Like they flipped the lines, and I I'm very curious what we're going to see tonight, guys. When Ryan O'Reilly went and played on the third line, mm-hmm. and Sam Lafferty played with him, and in those whatever it was three, four minutes, five, six shifts, um, they were annoying and energetic and had the puck a little bit. You can kind of see the speed of Lafferty um, as he can get around the ice. You know, I, I, that's what I thought, but I kind of know that about those players, anyways. I didn't, I didn't see too, too much. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting, Frankie, that TJ Brody started with McCabe. Seems like Sheldon Keith really loves giving new guys a very comfortable landing spot in the lineup. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why O'Reilly was playing center with Tavares and Marner. Part of the reason why McCabe gets Brody, who seems to be the guy he puts with anyone he wants to have a good game. Um, I wouldn't set up the D pairs that way. I don't know if they're going to be set up th- that way tonight, but uh, that was interesting as well because he wanted you know that partnership to work because that's what he does. With Mike Johnson, our TSN hockey analyst. So the Austin Matthews chatter has been happening a lot on this station today. I believe you've been a part of it, Johnny, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's at with his season, I thought he that might have been the worst game I've seen him play yeah. in a long time. And that was disappointing because of who was on the other side of the ice. And it was the first time, and the other guy showed up. McDavid showed up. He understood the moment, and Matthews simply did not. Um, his goal scoring has not been there. His point production has not been there. His dominant force has not been there. Yeah. Give, give us the yeah. glass half full here, Johnny, on why it will be here in 20 games and why this is not a concern come playoff time. So my glass half full, yes. as ordered. Okay, so, yes. the re- so I, I think um, wh- he's dealt with physical ailments. I am hopeful that with the passage of time, whatever is bothering physically continues to clear up. They wouldn't have him playing if it was getting worse um, and wasn't going to get better. So I think there is the element that I, he probably will be healthier by the end of the season than he has been through much of this season. There's one. The other one is uh, you know, maybe in his mind he is not chasing goals and points to the same degree as he was before because he's worried about playing a more 200-foot game, being better defensively, being more physically involved, blocking more shots, those kind of things. And in the playoffs, that kind of game may prove to be slightly more valuable than it is in the regular season. Um, the other one is maybe a season-long weird shooting lump by his standards like he's still on pace to score 40 goals mm-hmm. but by his standards that's that's not good enough know, that's two-thirds of what he scored last year mm-hmm. so that, like that's a pretty significant drop um but he's not shot the puck as cleanly shooting percentages down for whatever reason maybe that writes itself because that's usually how these things go when guys are great shooters if they're healthy um and maybe the leafs don't need him like you know if they win we know this doesn't really matter what he does if they win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We will pra- he will be praised because he was part of a team that won. So maybe you know the fact that he scores less or more than he has previously won't really matter as long as they win. Maybe that's his mindset. I say that all that without really believing it, Hayes. Like I, I don't understand exactly what's going on. You know, I'm down between the benches, and what I when I watch, what I notice is that he's never been like. McDavid skater, but he's always been a good skater. And even as good as he is at shooting the puck, even he needs a little bit of space to get shots away. And he's just not finding that space as frequently as he has before. And that to me is the most concerning thing. Like he's not shaking loose the guys. He's not getting guys on his hip and getting that shot away. He's not creating, you know, 
the, the, the rush opportunities where he gets clean looks. And I don't know how to explain that because other guys are. Nylander is. Marner is. Like, other guys are still doing it. And for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to. Yeah, that uh, is what I, I'm with you in terms of the concern and leaning towards more of a glass half empty, the idea that it just flips on in a month and a half because it feels like every five, six, seven games he has one of those nights where he's chugging, scores a couple of goals. We saw it recently in Seattle, and you think, all right, here we go. Like, now it's on. Like, this guy, he's alive. It's coming. There's no follow-up. Literally, Seattle, he scores two. Last night, he might have had the worst game of his career, like certainly of the season. It's like, mm-hmm. man, you're just waiting for this guy because they need it. Like, I know they're built differently. I know they're they're deep, and there's a lot of other guys that can carry the weight. you got to rely on your big dog. Yeah, He's got to be barking, yeah. man. Well, He's got to be. And, Johnny, you said it, too. Like, if, if they win, it's all good, right? But if he's not at that level where he's the second best player in the world, you can make an argument they're not going to win. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally, I, I get all of it. Um, yeah, it, it, and the thing about it is, like, if you look at the league, offense has never been more prevalent than it is right now in, like, two decades. Like, if there's ever moments where he should be finding it easier, because everyone else around the league is finding it easier, um, it should be now and through this year. And it just just hasn't happened. And like, listen, we, I get that it's, he's held to a ridiculously high standard because that's the standard he has set and that's what he can hit. Uh, and he's still a, like, a, an incredibly good player. But, I, I, you know, the way the Leafs are built, and, and Cal Dubas has said it many times, and I've said it to you guys, like they're going to go as far as their big guys take them, and he's the biggest of the big guys. Mm-hmm. Although right now, I mean, right now you would argue Mitch Marner is kind of the guy who's driving the bus up front for Toronto more than anyone else, as good as Willie has been as well. Um, it's the two wingers, not the two centermen, that are kind of driving it up front, which is not the way it's supposed to go heading into this playoff. Where it is, like, I don't know how much can change, and we might be overstating it, but if they don't win, you don't want to be Debbie Downer. you got to play the games, who knows? But if they don't, like, the changes to this team could be extraordinarily deep mm-hmm. as early as next year. Johnny, after the big boys, goaltending is important. How would you assess where that scenario is and and what would you do with it i mean it's been good it like the problem i think oh no, just the Sam- idea of matt murray like i thought he was going to play like i who, who, what's like just the whole goaltending scenario as of right now you have samson off as your starter going to the playoffs and he's been a top kind of 10 goaltender in the league as a as a team you have the fifth best goals against you have the eighth best save percentage that is more than you would expect to get from anyone. And so I think they're going to roll with the guys they have and trust that they're going to be good enough, which they have been all year long, to allow them to win in the playoffs. And I don't think anything's going to change. Um, you're not going to feel great about the goaltending matchup or going up against Vasilevsky, but what are you going to do? No matter who you have in net, that's the case. I think the problem for me when I watch, and maybe for fans, when they watch Samsonov play, when he's off, He's way off. Oh, yeah. like he's out of the net. He's missing the post. He's moving all these strange body parts as pucks go by him. And you're like, well, that doesn't make me feel comfortable and confident. But you look at the numbers, you look at the consistency, and the way he's played pretty much the whole year, you can't argue with it. So I guess the, I think the Leafs are just going to be like, yeah, this is what we've got. They've been good enough. They'll be good enough when we get there. So how have your numbers adjusted here in terms of 
Connor McDavid with five games in a row now. He's had mm-hmm. two-plus goals. He's sitting on 52 goals. He's got 20 more games left to be played. What is Mystic Mike thinking here? What's the projection at? My projection right now, 64-and-a-half. That's my over-under. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you take, Hayes? I'd take the 13 over. 13-and-20? I'd take the 13 over. 13-and-20. That's a 52-goal pace, something he's never hit before, certainly well less than he's played at now. Mm-hmm. He's obviously going to cool off after this crazy hot streak. He's one multi-goal game away from tying the all-time NHL record. He's got five in a row. So I'm thinking 13. Now the good news is they're going to need him to play a ton all the way, right? Like they're going to be battling for home ice or to win the division. So he's not going to get games off. He's not going to get minutes off. But I think 13 is next 20. 65 total, a number we haven't seen. I guess Ovi got it once Mm -hmm. uh, since like the early 90s. I say I said it at 64 and a half. Yeah, I it's recency bias because of what he's doing. You 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 scream the over, but he's obviously not going to score two every single night. It's not possible. You referenced history there, but you look at their schedule still. They've got a couple against Arizona. They got some Ooh. against San Jose. They got a couple against Ooh. Anaheim. <laughs> like this cat, he could have, off. He off. One hundred and fifty points seems like a formality at this point. He's got one hundred and eighteen right now, so he'd need thirty-two and twenty. I mean, well, come that, on. That's, I'm taking the over on that yeah, all day long. Yes, yeah. that seems more like does he hit 160 or if 165? Those teams that you just mentioned, they are going to be putting out their federal league lineup. They really will. Be. Oh yeah. Oh. Like, how are we feeling about the Arizona? Like, I'm a proud Yout alumni. It's getting tough, guys, for what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, they have like on the ice 41 million dollars in players or something. 41. Because they have so many guys retaining salary and retired guys. They got a Hall of Fame retired contract guy. They get board checks to try to get to the floor. Like, well, what if it, a team in point, Canada was doing that? That would be a oh, curious be, scenario. Well, it's it, 2023, and the Arizona Coyotes could contend for the Cup in 2009. Yeah. The roster that they have. That's exactly guys. right. Like, they have 58% of their, their cap is players that don't play and won't play. <laughs> It's amazing. It's embarrassing. What I what I can't figure out is how Bettman has the audacity to send an email out saying we're watching people. We That's don't want any goofiness thing. here. Don't go out and acquire someone who's going on the long term IR if you're actually trying to win. In the middle of the desert, the yeah. most goofiness is going on. But that's a perfect example of how Bettman operates. If it's for losing in small markets, well, no well, problem. You can do it. We encourage it. But if you're actually a, a team that matters that makes money, we're, we're, we're watching you. Well, can't free. have it. At, at least free. they finally—they finally traded Jake Chikorin. Finally, Johnny. Like, how was that return for you? You must have been expecting a little bit more than that. Well, I don't wait for a year and a half for a first and two seconds. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> With conditions, so. a conditional pick. Let's remember yeah, that. Okay, right. Yeah, can't forget about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it didn't work out the way they want. I think they—they they thought they had to deal with LA. Fell through. Thought they had to deal with the Oilers. Fell through. All of a sudden, those teams pivoted and went somewhere else, and the market dried up. And part of Frankie, of course, because they were not able to take back any money, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, Tyson Berry left for Ekholm, Quick left for the other guys, um, and they were not able to do that. It, it's, I'm with you, Hayes, though. I read that, that. I'm like, what? So I can't trade for Gus Nyquist, who has a legitimate injury, whose time frame will bring him back at some point in the playoffs? Like, who cares if I do that? Why is that a problem? It's entirely legal. Right. And yet, you know, trading for Shea Weber is, yeah, that's cool. That, like, go for it. We encourage you that. Know, no I, problem with that. Like, yeah. like, and, and I go, like, they're all within the rules. So don't pick and choose. This one bothers us, which should not. And the other one doesn't bother us, which in the spirit of the sport probably should. 
Um, and maybe it gets changed in the next TBA, but yeah, it's a bad look. And can you imagine, guys, they haven't passed, if I'm not mistaken, the right to build an arena in Arizona yet. They don't know where. Like, how long is it going to take to get that process cleaned up and a building? Three more seasons? Somebody will go bankrupt before that arena comes in. We're going to talk four years, maybe minimum, playing in the Arizona State 5,000 mullet. Like, you know, I know the weather's nice, and I get the the, the owner might be wealthy, but it's just, it's, it's, it's against the spirit of being a professional sports franchise, what they're doing right now. Absolutely. And I don't expect it's going to change anytime soon. And yet we don't have to worry about that because the Leafs are going to the playoffs. They fill up their building. Calgary, I don't know if they're going to the playoffs, but they'll be filled tonight. A lot of Leaf fans, it should be electric. Enjoy the game tonight, Johnny. We'll do it again soon. All right, boys. I will see all of you. Yes. Bright and early tomorrow morning. We'll see you tomorrow on Trade Center. Can't wait. Can't wait. Say hi to Gord for us. Yeah, bring Gord with you too, please. (laughs) <laughs> Will do. Make sure he gets here as well. There's uh, Mike Johnson, our TSN hockey analyst, joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota and check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. Yeah, Trade Center tomorrow on TSN. The three of us will be there. We'll be there, boys. All moving and shaking. A lot yeah. of different people. A lot of excitement in the air. I think still deals tomorrow. Not oh, until yeah. maybe 10 or 11, but you might wake up to a couple of deals. It's always a good way to start, right? And there's going to be some off-the-board ones. I think, I think so there's too. going to be some unexpected, like, whoa, we didn't know that guy was I available. Agree. And listen, there's been so much to recap. You could do six hours on what's just happened in the last two weeks. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we might. <laughs> we'll see. Apparently a music video. We got a lot. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to debut tonight. I think first intermission tonight, I think, on uh, the Leafs on TSN. Very possibly. Stuff. Possibly. Yeah. One of the intermissions tonight. Yeah. And a man that's going to be on the panel tonight, and a man that will be heavily involved in Trade Center tomorrow on TSN, will be in our studio. And he will join us around the table, and he will be here next. next.